3: Well, entitlement reform has long been the uh, don't touch, don't go there issue in our politics, but not talking about an issue rarely fixes it, and it never makes it go away. And we're getting closer and closer to the point where that's just not going to be a luxury we have anymore to just ignore it. Uh, Things are going to continue to mount in terms of pressure on the systems. And so we wanted to dig into, one, why it's so hard to get to entitlement reform, what that could, what that should look like. And really pleased to have joining us on the program, James Capretta, resident fellow and holds the Milton Freeman chair at the American Enterprise Institute. James, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you very much. I'm glad to be with you.
3: Now, well, let's dig right in. And uh, let's start with the the baseline of baselines. Why is it so, so incredibly hard for us to actually work on reform to entitlement?
2: Well, The big reason, obviously, is that there's a very large constituency out there of people who are currently receiving benefits from these programs, and any discussion about changing them immediately raises concerns that they're going to lose what they have. Or if they're not on the program already, maybe they're about to get on within the next five or ten years. And so they say, look, I've worked my whole life and now you're gonna change the rules on me just as I'm about to, you know, retire and start drawing on these benefits. And so there's a it's a big political pushback anytime the political process starts to raise, hey, we need to look at this again because it's it's in a in a bad financial place. The other side, of course, is you could just raise taxes, but that also has its complications politically and is not easy to do. And so for those who say, well, forget about changing the benefits, let's just raise taxes, that road is available theoretically, but it also is very difficult.
3: Yeah. And uh, so let's dive into that. Uh, One, I I think it's, uh, it's always easy whenever anyone starts talking about it to immediately go to the very partisan, you know, we can't push grandma off the cliff and you've worked your life for this and... I don't know that there's ever been any serious uh, serious policy raised in terms of, okay, we're going to change it for existing uh, beneficiaries. I think everyone agrees we've got to keep those promises. Those people have done it, and there's probably got to be some kind of ramp-up window of, uh, as you suggested, somewhere between five and ten years. Uh, but I want to go down this uh, idea that where some people say, hey, let's just let's just raise taxes. And uh, you've done some noodling on this great piece uh, featured in the dispatch uh, talking about this. And so let's go down the process uh, of what some are asking for in terms of using just taxes as a way to to offset.
2: Yeah, I think a big complication there is the other the other part that usually comes with that is that well we're going to raise taxes and by the way we're not going to make any middle class people pay higher taxes; it'll we'll only be paid by the rich. Right. Well, so the the problem with that is that that's really not how these programs have been funded historically. That was not the an explicit implicitly the social contract that was struck right Mm, the idea is you know everybody workers pay into social security and medicare and then in retirement they get something out so we have a payroll tax that hits everybody up to a certain income level uh and they contribute into social security and medicare and then they you know earn the benefits and then they get something out at the end now that may not be the best way to do it but that's the way it's been done and so to undo that and say well we're going to add a new tax. It's kind of totally unrelated. It, you know, it adds a political complication. Well, people will say, well, wait a second. Is, does that mean you're just going to make people pay and they don't also have a connection to a benefit to how much they pay in? You know, that could also be something that undermines a little bit the political support for the program. So it's possible to raise taxes on rich people, but it would change fundamentally uh, how these programs are going to run in the past.
3: Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that does become the, the real challenge. They we're going to change this. You're going to pay a lot, and you, you don't get any benefit out of it, but uh, but other people will, so that should make you feel good.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> which really wasn't how it was constructed from the get-go. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the political power of Franklin Roosevelt's original design was payroll taxes means that people feel like, hey, I've earned this benefit. Yeah. And that right. creates a very strong political constituency for for protecting the benefits.
3: Yeah. So how should we be looking at this? What are some What are some ways that we can say, okay, here's, uh, we know it, it's under great pressure and there's lots of reasons for that in terms of uh, people living longer and fewer people paying in and there's a lot of those kinds of things. But what are some paths that uh, should at least be explored or maybe could get some traction?
0: A gun in the face.
1: Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today
0: You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com dot com or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Well, I think part of it is to down to not get so worked up about how uh, in, you know solutions in this direction or that direction yeah. are are just out of bounds and we can't touch them. Uh, there's actually a lot of adjustments that can be made within Social Security, in particular that would uh, allow the benefit to be more targeted, to uh, improve benefits, frankly, for the lowest earners in the country, um, and then also to allow people to uh, maybe earn some more on how much they contribute by having some uh, in- individualization of it so that it becomes mm-hmm. more of an invested in account. Uh, those are ideas that were push- pushed by President Bush you know, 15 years ago. And they're still viable, and they're ideas that actually could work again if they were brought back. You could couple that with increasing the contribution rate somewhat mm-hmm. um, to make sure that it was financed, you know, fairly across generations. So that's for Social Security. On Medicare, it's a big, complicated program. The big thing is that we need to make healthcare much less expensive in this country, right? And that includes within Medicare. And so you got to change how the system is run so that it becomes more efficient and, and the costs come down generally. And that requires taking on lots of constituencies. you gotta you got to build in some more discipline into how the processes are, are established for delivering care to patients. And that's not easy to do, but it's absolutely critical.
3: Yeah, so important. And uh, you also had a great example in your piece, just talking through some of that political challenge, how even uh, – when the Democrats were in control of the House, the Senate and the White House, uh, that even they struggled to kind of figure out a system that they could get all of those constituencies that you just pointed out to actually buy in and get something passed.
2: Right. I You remember when they were working on Build Back Better originally, President Biden had a very large tax increase attached to that plan. It was going to be, I don't know, $1.6 trillion over a decade or so in various tax increases, many of them. Targeted for sure on high-income people, uh, but once it got and Democrats controlled the Senate and the House. Uh, but once it got to the Congress, there was lots of pushback on that, and it got downsized very substantially, especially in the Senate. And what ultimately passed in the was relabeled the Inflation Reduction Act was about a 450 billion or so tax increase, um, and so it was a very different different proposal. And the same problems kind of fall into how, how they would approach Social Security and Medicare. If they want to do tax increases and they do it just with one party, you know, it carries a lot of political baggage. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be easy for Democrats to do that on their own.
3: Yeah. Uh, so fascinating. Are there any things on the horizon uh, in terms of maybe some of those smaller pieces uh, where you could get some of that bipartisan support and maybe start uh, some kind of process there?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, uh, you know, the Medicare Hospital Insurance Trust Fund runs out in 2028. So this is not too far down the road where some action needs to be taken. And so there are some tweaks that could be done to how we pay for different providers, uh, how we uh, run the Medicare Advantage program, how beneficiaries enroll in the program, to try, try to make all of that more efficient and less costly. And I think a lot of that could get going pretty quickly and save some money immediately. So yeah, there are some things that could be done if they worked to if the parties worked together.
3: Yeah, so important it's such a so complicated uh, and yet so simple if we just came together on a couple of those core components, I think you could get a little bit of momentum rolling for sure. James Capretta, resident fellow and holds the Milton Friedman chair at the American Enterprise Institute. James, thanks for breaking that down for us today.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be glad glad to come on the program.
3: Thanks a lot. All right. Again, that's James Capretta from AEI. And uh, it's always, you know, the third rail. It's always dealing with these entitlement programs. And as James pointed out, uh, we're going to deal with them one way or another. And they're either going to collapse under the weight of it all uh, or uh, it's going to come with such incredible cuts that are actually going to hurt the poor and the most vulnerable among us the most. Uh, And I don't think anybody wants that. Uh, And if we don't do anything, that's where we're headed Uh, because those things will happen. And so I I love the way James kind of broke that down in terms of, look, here's what happens if you raise taxes. Here's what happens if you scale this. Here's what happens if you get more efficient in delivering that. Uh, Those are all things that have to be on the table. And there has to be political space for everyone to get to the table and not worry that they're going to immediately have a primary challenger in their next election. Uh, we've got to have space. we got to have space at the table so we can have a conversation that will deliver the right results for the American people. All right. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: A gun in the face.